You are now listening to Coffee and Cosmos. Tune in every Tuesday morning. Just you, a glass of Pinot, in your favorite radio show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Coffee and Cosmos. It's Chelsea and Portia. Um, we just want to say that today is going to be an epic episode because we've got up and coming fighter out of Pinnacle MMA, Rick James. Woo-woo! Uh, so we're going to interview him and um, ask a lot of different questions like about how um, he's found his purpose in fighting. And so I think it's going to be exciting. It's a lot different than what Portia and I do in behavior analysis. Um, right. <laughs> right. Very different. Um, but I hope that you all are excited and looking forward to it. Um, so, yeah. Portia, how's your week? <laughs> My week was good. Going on, moving into this. Let's get started. Yeah. Um, I had a really good week. I um, I felt very focused this week, and it was cool because um, it's Thursday, and um, I, I actually had an opportunity to attend the Get Motivated Seminar with Les Brown, and it was the most amazing thing I think I've ever experienced live. Um, I completely live and breathe for anything inspiring, uplifting, you know, um, I, there's a little, a little person inside of me, a little firecracker inside of me that wants to be a motivational speaker, and so just being there and um, having the opportunity to just be uh, fed by just the energy was crazy. It, it was amazing. I can't even... It would take a whole episode for me to talk about um, how amazing it was and what the experience was like. But it was really cool. I wish you would have been I there. Know. It was awesome. You would have loved it. How did it work? <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so it was great. How was your week? Um, my week was good. Um, I mean, I've been a lot... Of, we have a lot of trainings this week at work, so that's what I've mainly been doing. Um... But I had a tough day on, what day is Wednesday? I had a tough day on Wednesday. Uh, I saw a client. He was pissed. (laughs) (laughs) And I could have used some of Rick James's fighting skills. Not really. Actually, protective skills um, against the kiddo. That's what we call them in. Yeah. ABA. Yeah. I need proactive uh, skills. So maybe you can teach me some skills um, that would help in blocking and abating um anyone coming at you because i'm not trying to get injured yeah yeah well i mean what what was he so pissed off about i don't know uh, as a behavior analyst <laughs> i shouldn't say i don't know um uh, it just seemed to transpire into a million different things one thing leads to another i mean that's why we do what we do you know? yeah um absolutely. we deal with behaviors and we come at them as they as they come at us and um yeah and so wednesday was just a tough day uh, for the kiddo, but we made it through. He got home and everything's good and dandy. He's safe. That's all that matters. Um, and good. went along, saw the rest of my clients. Every everything went really well. Everyone's doing good. Good. Um, but yeah, so the, I only had one day actually in the field. Two days, well Monday and Wednesday, but the rest of the days are spent training this week. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. So uh-huh. not bad. Well, that's exciting, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's always. I I know, like when I go to work, it's like um. That's my favorite part. I get really bored very easily. I'm very unmotivated when I'm, like, sitting in a classroom or I'm at a home and the kid is perfect and angel and everything the parent says isn't happening. And um, it's hard for me to sit there because I, I guess the way that I usually describe it is that when the behavior happens, that's like the meat and potatoes. Right. You know, I'm just getting warmed up when that happens. Everybody else gets kind of freaked out. They want to clear the room kind of the way. And um, it is absolutely what drives me that that part like there's an adrenaline that rushes there's this like kind of force that just travels through you and I think for me I'm I like to fix things I think yeah I'm really you know in the field of behavior analysis there's different types of um of behaviorists you know I've met some that are a lot more um, technological and they're into like the forms and you know what it says in the textbook and how we should do things and um, things like that but I I think that I'm a lot more um, experimental I would say in terms of just um, and maybe not experimental um, because AB has a specific formula but maybe um what I would say is I like to take risks so I get really excited when there's an opportunity for me to change something or fix something you know I like to to you know I'm sort of a catalyst to change I come in I work really fast I'm able to see a lot 
in a really short period of time and it just it gets me going I leave like completely motivated and fired up on the days when I'm able to like fix that kid that I was wrestling with yeah that's the best part that's the best yeah. part is when you get a kiddo that like you just you're not seeing progress with and it's just been like a bit of a hurdle to jump over every time you go you yeah. just like gosh like I just want to get it and we're there and then you can show up the next week and it hits you you just see the plan something works something snaps and you can you can have this breakthrough or where the kiddo himself like him or she just just they just transform. They're just able to yeah. like hit that goal and they're doing it. And you're so proud because what was a barrier before is no longer a barrier. And so yeah. it's so exciting because you just feel like you walk out of there. And it's kind of the way I was this week is you walk out and you're just like, yes, this is why I do what I do. Yeah. Um, it's not easy by any means, um, but it's exciting. It's thrilling. It's, it's fun. It's fun to be a part of that kiddo's change. Yeah. And so I'm completely humbled by that. Yeah, because we get a chance to play a part in um, people's lives for the rest of their lives. Absolutely. And so it's a huge humbling experience when you get to say, like, at the end of the day, like, wow, like, it was rough. Today was a rough day, but, like, it was good. It was good towards something. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's why, I mean, like, yeah, today, I mean, this week being a rough, you know, a rough week, I mean, I finished today, and I, I like it. I'm happy that... You know, this week I can hang my hat and be like, yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. fun. You know, when, you, when you're able to really um, put your feet in the sand and go into the trenches with a family like you were saying. And then, you know, then there's the days where you come in and you really are able to... I know for me, um, I like to do the work. I like to figure things out. I like to, like you said, have, you know, weeks and months where we've been working on something and we kind of have a breakthrough. But um, also then you have the times when you come in and you're just... You really, I think for me, I really get an understanding about what I'm worth mm-hmm. and what I'm capable of. Um, at times when I come in and everyone has said, I, I was talking to a teacher a couple of weeks ago at one of the schools that I work at, and um, he was just telling me about a, a student. And he was like, we've tried this, we've tried that, we've tried this, we've tried that. And so I, um, when I start hearing everything people try, my wheels start turning and I, I become a problem solver instantly. So I get it, I got up and we're in the classroom. It was me and two other teachers and I just started writing on the board. Yeah. All right, this, that, that, this. And so as he was telling me what he tried, I was writing like the opposite of that. And I was going crazy. You know, I'm like, trip yeah. on the board. And I just figured, I'll explain all this to you later. Just keep <laughs> talking to me. And um, yeah, I get really fired up like that. And it's like, all right, we're going to fix this. And it's almost like a formula. Yeah. Like on House. Like an episode of House when he comes in and he's like, what are we going to do? And it's like, you know, here's the, here's everything we can put up on the whiteboard. You know, tell me everything we've already done so that my wheels can spin and I can know what to rule out. And right. I can start narrowing things down. And it's what, it's what makes me an analyst. And mm-hmm. I'm, I get really, really excited about the days when I can go in and they've said, we've tried everything and nothing has worked. And that specific day I had given him, um, you know, a couple different ideas that they hadn't tried. And even with the ideas that they hadn't tried, he looked at me and he was like, he's never going to do that by the end of the school year. We're not going to be able to help him do that before he transitions to high school. I love it. I love hearing that. That was my favorite. Yeah, later. That's the challenge. Yeah, later. like, no, watch. I'm like, oh, really? You don't think so? You know, have faith. You know, and and I I just told him, I said, don't say, don't say he's not going to be able to do it. You know, because and he's like, well, you know, there's been a lot of people here. They've tried this. They've tried that. And, um, you know, I said, well, they haven't tried what I'm telling you to try. Right. You know, and it's that opportunity where you feel like it's just the beauty, I think, of what we do is that it's an art in a sense that we're able to see uh, things from a completely the same exact thing, the same exact scenario from a completely different perspective, depending on who's looking at the picture and um, mm-hmm. it's really fun to be able to piece things together and show people how powerful they really yeah. can be, um, you know, if, they, if they're if they willing to, to do the work and to not give up on the kid and to, you know, think outside of the box. It's so fun. Yeah. It's so fun. I love it. Yeah. It feels good. It feels good to live in your purpose. It, it does. It feels good to be doing something that you love and to, um, yeah, to get happy to go to work. Yeah, absolutely. I, I it's a blessing that blessed. everybody doesn't. Yeah, to, some most people don't ever get to experience. It's most amazing. and it's fun because we do it in behavior analysis, and our awesome guest Rick James does it in the field of boxing. So um, I'd like to again introduce you guys to Rick James, who is joining us um, today to talk about um, his fighting career. We're super excited. He's got a fight coming up March nineteenth. Um, 
if I'm correct, yes. And so we are so excited uh, to get to pick his brain a little bit, to find out how he lives in his purpose, doing what he loves. Um, and so let's get going. So welcome to the show. Hey. Thank you for coming into the studio. Thank you very much. Yes. Uh, so let's just get it going with like one. I have a major question. Okay. Go what made you, what got you into this? All right. Um. Two things. First, um, it's MMA, not boxing. Okay, sorry. It's well, okay. I said fighting. It's okay. I said fighting. Is that it's not listen, the same? Listen, should I not say that? It's understandable. Um, I'm new oh, at this. <laughs> I understand. That's why I'm um, I'm educating you. Most people think it's cage fighting or it's human cock fighting. To be an MMA fighter is about more than that. You have to be strategical because a lot of times it's like playing chess, and most people don't mm. know how to play chess. I don't know how to play chess. Actually. I don't know how to play chess. So that's either. a fantastic example. Maybe we should take that up. Uh, yeah. So with the, with that being said, if I do this, you're gonna do that, and then you have to factor in jujitsu, boxing, hmm. kickboxing, sambo. There's a wide sambo. Yeah, sambo. It's a Russian. It's like, like jujitsu for Russian. Yeah, it was beautiful. But <laughs> ultimately, it's a bunch of different techniques that you have to apply, and you have to be aware of them. Case in point, if you've never seen something done before, do you know how to defend it? No. no. That was my struggle this week with a client. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you guys for having me. Ultimately, um, what made me start MMA is I still had that competitive itch to compete after college. I played college football for three years, and then I came home, and I still had the itch, and then I walked into a martial arts school. Wow. I started out at in Muay Thai, hmm. but I wrestled in high school for three years prior to that. Oh wow, that's awesome! Yeah, and that's you, awesome. you're not afraid to get punched in the face or kicked or right. That's the burning question. That is the burning question. <laughs> Every time, that's my next burning question. When searching for your purpose, ultimately, um, nobody wants to get punched in the face. Absolutely. But at the same time, it's not something that it's like oh no that I feel. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yes, there is. Okay, you're right. I, I mean, they don't look scared at all. I look terrified. Most of the time, girl fights are um, more intense than the guy fights because most of the time, girls don't knock each other out. Yeah. So most women don't have that fear of, oh, if I do this, I'm going to go, I'm going to get knocked out. So they just go balls to the wall. Mm. Excuse my French. Yeah, you're fine. Please. <laughs> Please. And this is an open show. I mean, we, we just let it go. If our listeners have not learned yet, because um, it's only the second episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, I have a question. Do you have, you mentioned that in mixed martial arts, there's a variety of different um, styles of fighting that you use. Do you have a favorite or one that you lean more toward or, or like more or that you're better at? Um, ultimately, I don't have a favorite. I feel that I'm very well-rounded. And that's the best way I could describe it. I teach jujitsu. I teach Muay Thai. I teach wrestling. So ultimately, I'm versatile. I've been teaching jiu-jitsu for three years now. I've been teaching striking for almost four years. So it's just one of those things. Wow. That's great. Yeah. Seriously. Um, so do you feel like you're living in your purpose? Ultimately, yes, because... In high school, I knew I was going to be a coach. Yeah. And I'm a coach now. Mm. I'm just a coach yeah. in a different aspect. In okay. high school, I thought I was going to be a football coach. I thought, oh, we have a scarcity of quality football coaches. Yeah. But when I'm done playing college football, I'm going to be one of those quality football coaches because I had uh, overwhelming examples of football coaches that were inadequate. But at the same time, a lot of those other football coaches were prominent role models in my life that helped me get to where I need to go and grow as a young man. Right. Wow. That's amazing. Do you have like a... Yeah, I like it too. Do you have like... What is your worst... Like you had said that there is... um, There were several coaches that you had that were inadequate. What do you mean by that? What I mean by um, inadequate is... One time in high school, I had a DB coach. That's um, defensive back at this... Cornerback. The thank you for thank, clarifying. I was just going to say, thank you for clarifying that. I played one season of flag football and do not mistake that as any 
any part of me knowing what football is. No problem. <laughs> Look, I'll, I'll dumb it down even more. No, dumb it down. <laughs> Hold oh, on excuse me. Don't insult us. No, no. You took it too far. That's where we draw the line. Okay, listen. What, what I'm going to use the D word here. Listen, listen, listen. Linda, listen. No, all seriousness. Um, I say dumb it down because, it, like in Jay Z's lyric, he said, "Let me dumb it down for you and double my dollars." <laughs> but anyway, the point is, it's sensitive. Fantastic. About that. Okay. that word. The, <laughs> the point is this: there, there's a there's a quarterback, there's a running back, there's a receiver. The quarterback throws the ball to the receiver. A cornerback covers the receiver to make sure he doesn't catch the ball. That's what mm-hmm. I played in co- in high school and in college. Well, in high school, I had a coach. That was an O-line coach that couldn't even do the drills that we do as normal defensive backs. Hmm. So how are you going to tell me how to do a drill that you can't physically do yourself? So that's grossly inadequate for me. Yeah, so absolutely. I, I, feel, I couldn't even imagine. I feel like ultimately, like, what can you really teach me? Right. Yeah. Understandably, he probably played many more years of football mm-hmm. than me. Looking back at him as an adult... Was there knowledge that I could obtain, but in a different avenue? Yes. But ultimately, as a immature kid, I just felt like, you're fat. I'm faster than you. I'm more athletic <laughs> than you. So, yes. what can you teach me? Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's, like, different perspectives you can take. Because there's some people that get really comfortable when they're dealing with somebody that, you know, they just get in their comfort zone where they feel like they know enough, they know it all, they know they're only as good as their coaches. You know, and they know what the person who's supposed to be mentoring them or teaching them um, or growing them knows. And they don't go beyond that and they're comfortable with that. And then there's other people. um, And it sounds like you're one of the other people who gets, who experiences a discomfort with being in the presence of someone who can't grow you or teach you or make you better. Ultimately, yes, I will say that simply because all that does is make me stagnant and it stunts my growth. Right. I'm, I'm trying to be phenomenal. And Chelsea, yeah, what are you trying absolutely. to be? If, if you're I'm gonna, trying to be awesome. Right. <laughs> All day, every day. <laughs> and ultimately, if you're going to dim my light, maybe I need to go somewhere else. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the best way I could look at it, ultimately, because every, nobody says I want to be second place. Right. Who lost the Super Bowl last year? Right. You guys don't know. I know because I'm of the football I'm going to be honest fan. when I say I don't know who won the... First place. Like, you can say, I'm you sorry. can say who, who. There's only, there's only winner and loser. I don't think there's a place. Right. I don't think there's a first place. <laughs> but that's okay. We're not talking about that. We're not talking about that. Yeah. We're not okay. That. Let's. Uh, you're right though. The only people remembered at the Oscars are the people that got the awards. Correct. The first place people, so right. to speak. But okay. you so know, the top. You know, right. black people don't watch the Oscars though. I heard. I heard <laughs> recently year. this year. Not today. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) But it was good. I'll let you know. It was good. I'll fill you in Oh, thank you. Who were the best performances? Uh, well, mm, Lady Gaga had one. It was very good. It was very dramatic given that it was about sexual abused people and she, like, had made a tribute. Wow. It was good. It was really heartfelt. It was really deep, actually. So it was like, wow, that was like... Yeah, intense. it doesn't sound like Lady Gaga. It sounds more like um, Sia. Yeah, it was really intense. But, I mean, other than that, I mean, it was good. I, I mean, Chris Rock had his kiddos out there selling their uh, Girl Scout cookies. I thought that was awesome. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was ingenious. They sold, like, over $65,000 worth of cookies. Wow. That's Because winning. he put them to work. He said, get out there. And he called all the actors out, and he was like, Leo... I know you made so many millions of dollars on that film. You can buy cookies from our kids. Wow. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. It was really fun, actually. It was just, like, really lighthearted. But, yeah. Going back. Anyway. That's good. You guys can watch next year. Chelsea. It'll be better. (laughs) Educated us. It'll be better. Thank you for educating us. We're on strike. (laughs) We still (laughs) want to know the highlights. I'll bring you pop culture. Thank you. Thank you for that. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, how, how do you, what role do you feel like? You know, working with coaches that um, really operated at a mediocre level at best. How, how do you feel that that shaped you as an athlete? I think it ultimately made me more hungry for greatness. What I mean by that is this. If I could, it's like um, when a plant grows underneath concrete, the concrete is still there. 
but ultimately the plant has to find another avenue to grow outside of the concrete. That's why you see when trees grow where concrete is, it breaks the concrete because it's trying to break through because it's starving for the light. Wow. That's wow. true. <laughs> deep. That was deep. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we recorded that. Thank you. Yeah. Everybody write that down. Yeah. Mental note that <laughs> for later. That was you good. Need it. Wow, that was good. I think every, I think we've all experienced that. Yeah. You know, if you've ever been in a situation where, <clears throat> you know, it feels like there's barriers and sometimes the barriers are things that are um, preventing you from just moving forward or obstacles in your life, things like that. But that's a really um, interesting perspective in terms of having barriers being the people who aren't able to grow you, mm-hmm. you know, um, and being able to push beyond that and moving beyond even what the, the concrete being, you know, being able to break through and uh, really stand in your greatness. That's, that was a really good analogy. Thank you. I like that. Awesome. Um, as far as like your upcoming fight, um, what do you do to prepare? I mean, living in your purpose and feeling like this is where you should be. Like, is there things that you've learned along the way that you've kind of carried on as like you go into each fight that like, you know, um, mental notes, rituals, um, I don't know, quotes that you read, things that like continue to keep you Grounded. Grounded, yeah, like, headed toward that purpose. Because I know for me, like, when I go to work, there's just certain things that I, like, when I know I'm going to see certain clients, there's certain music I listen to, to, like, yes, okay, I'm there, I'm ready, like, let's go with the day. Um, Like, is that, do you live by any of those types of things when you are ready to fight? Ultimately, uh, my day-to-day is training my skills on every level, getting better 1% every day. Ultimately, that's all you could do. If you're a little better today than you were yesterday, that's all you got to hope for. Mm-hmm. And I try to get better incrementally. As far as preparation, as you know, you got to get your weight down so you make weight. And mm-hmm. rituals, I wear Tommy draws at weigh-ins. <laughs> really? Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> are they like good luck? Or are they just your favorite? Yeah. Or are you just look good in them or what? I've always worn Tommy draws at every fight. Wow. I might change it up this fight. I might go with Calvin Klein. I don't know. Really? Calvin Klein's making a way back in, actually. You probably should put those on. They're making a comeback. They're are comfortable. They? they are yeah. comfortable. They're comfortable. I don't know this from I, commercials. I told or? you, I'll keep you updated with pop culture. You're right. When people you, are wearing you do the them. Fashion, I and, you know, understand. you can pose in them, and then it says, I do whatever in my Calvins. Yeah, it's a valid thing. It's fantastic. But we can't do that because when girls pose with Calvins (laughs) on and nothing else, we get ridiculed. Right. Unless it looks good and tasteful, then you're art. And then you're in an ad for Calvin Klein. That's And people are fine with it. Right. That's good. What makes you feel like maybe you're considering switching? Um, I lost my last fight in the decision. Ultimately, my loss is my fault. I'm not making any excuses, but... The definition of insanity is doing something over and over again and expecting a different result. So I tweak certain things, and okay. that's the best way to describe it. Wow. That's cool. Down to the undies. Right. <laughs> All the way down. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, are there any specific meals you eat or anything that you do um, I, as a fighter? Ultimately, um, it's not specific meals. It's about a lifestyle. Okay. I like to eat clean. I'll say 90% of the year. Do I have my foodie moments? Absolutely. Like, I like fresh baked cookies. Fresh baked cookies touch mm-hmm. a special part of my soul. If they're in the house, <laughs> I have a problem. Not That's for long. Right. Like, um, I remember one time, I was at Vons, and I was with my roommate, and Vons had this 45-pack of cookies for $5, and I was what like... A deal. Yeah, right? That's what I said. And yeah. that, that's what deal. That's what got me. I was like... Shit, five dollars? <laughs> yeah, I can do five dollars. Right, so I did the five dollars, and then in two days, forty five cookies were gone. Boom. So mm-hmm. they they had no hope. What kind of cookies were there? <laughs> no. <laughs> there were um, oatmeal chocolate chip. Oh man, that sounds bomb. Yeah. Oh, I love food. <laughs> <laughs> you but, guys are on the same wavelength right now. But ultimately, I like I said, I have my foodie moments, and I like to cook, so. I eat clean, and then I'll have a, about a week or two where I, I just eat what I want. Because okay. ultimately, you have to reward yourself. Yeah, if you just right. 
go hard all the time. Yeah. You want to be 50, 60 years old? Be like, ah, throw the papers up. Everybody's seen that meme. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. pissed. Yeah. I didn't oh, eat that, that cake right. in 1988. Right. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> like, sucks. <laughs> I completely agree. Yeah. And then, That's why I eat cake all the time. And then you're 300 pounds. <laughs> you can't see your toes. I mean, so ultimately... You got to do it incrementally. You can't just go all the way hard in the pain and just eat McDonald's. I like. I don't even eat McDonald's. Yeah. Last time no, I ate who, McDonald's. Who does? Nobody we does. don't. I ate McDonald's last, like, maybe four, five years ago. Yeah. What'd you have? <laughs> no, not... I, I never... I stopped eating McDonald's burgers when I was seven. Like, I don't like the smell of them. Yeah, you oh. gave that up a long time ago, right? The consist- you knew at a young age. The consistency of it, it doesn't do it for me. Like, the, I don't I know. know. But it's the, it ain't real. There's nothing like it, though. But the last thing I had at right McDonald's... Every now and then. The last thing I had at McDonald's, food-wise, was some fries. And outside of that was, like, a McFlurry. Oh. No. Ice cream doesn't count. No. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, that's good, though. Ice cream doesn't count. A shake doesn't count. I mean, I don't go there for any of that stuff at McDonald's. The thought of it... Their breakfast is good. Me. I don't eat it that often, but when I've had it, I like it. No, okay. No judgment. I get it. You both are looking at me like, <laughs> <laughs> I know I have listeners out there no, that are siding with me. <laughs> what I was They're thinking saying, about yeah, like, I owe me breakfast there too. No, I, I was get actually it. thinking about how you frame that, like the Dos Equis um, meme. But go on. So I, I processed that, and he was probably thinking about whether or not their breakfast is I don't like fast food breakfast, personally. Yeah. I don't, I don't think the eggs are... Real... Yeah, I don't think the eggs are real. Uh, I don't. Yeah, the only thing I really like, I, I do like egg McMuffins. The yeah. ham, egg, and cheese. Are we talking about from McDonald's? From McDonald's. Okay, I don't great. eat them, Thank though. You. I upgraded but to you Panera. Like them. Oh, I know. Okay, well, we're going to go to Panera then, clearly. It shot McDonald's out is out of the yeah. ring. Absolutely. Like, fast food-wise, I would say, though. Like, the only thing I eat fast food-wise is uh, maybe some Popeyes, rarely. You know, because I'm black and I like chicken. I get it. Chelsea, <laughs> <laughs> you get everything. I do. I played basketball my uh, when I was in college. And I'm going to be honest. When I say predominantly, all my friends were black. And they loved Chelsea, Popeyes. I never would have It guessed. was my very first time ever going to Popeyes. That's why down in San Diego. Shout out to my ex-teammates if you're listening. Hopefully you are, because uh, I put this everywhere. <laughs> but yeah, I walked in Popeyes with them, and they love it. They love it. You didn't love so, you, you didn't my, it? My friends, they loved it, so I How could you them. feel about it? Yeah. I, I mean, liked it. Okay. She only liked it. We loved they it. They loved it. No, I'm saying they loved it. Like, I mean, like... So they were all about it. I was just along God. for the ride. God. <laughs> I'll just stop. Chelsea, how do you feel about chicken? <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Is it your favorite meat, though? No, I think fish is my favorite meat. Mine, too. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not really big on chicken, so I just got you. Oh, I love chicken. I don't even really love chicken at all. Got you. I could eat fish. All yeah, day, I could day. eat it all day. There's a lot of variations of fish. I think that's what I like. Yeah. Is that there's different ways you can make it. It could be fried, it could be baked, it could be grilled and seasoned a million different ways. Yeah. I like it. Absolutely. I agree. Fair enough. Yeah. Outside, like I said, though, but it's um, Popeyes, maybe some Chipotle and... That's about it. Have you started eating Chipotle again? Because, you know, there was a whole scare about how you couldn't eat there because of the meat. I never stopped. You I, didn't. I didn't, um, I didn't pay, I didn't good. pay much I attention. That's good. I pray over my That's good. You figure. said, screw it. I'm not scared. Right. <laughs> scared you. <laughs> but, That's good. You should. You should go. Live <laughs> without my fear. Favorite. I don't eat last fast food either. And so, um, I don't even consider, like, Panera, Chipotle. If it cost me more than $8... I don't really consider it fast food, so I, I figure right, cause now if it's I'm paying $8, dollars, it's not mass-produced, unmeat, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, they better taking their time for that. Yeah, yeah. 100%. so Chipotle, I eat a lot of Chipotle. I, I live across the street from Chipotle. It's a bad, bad place for me to be because it's, it's expensive, but, you know. Yeah. And what about, like, I think what frustrates me is um. I was trying to eat clean like a, a year ago, last summer. Okay. And so I would just try to eat more salad, fruit, stuff like that. And it's so hard to get a salad from a fast food restaurant. You yeah. You know, paying 7 and 8 and $9 for a salad. 
And I don't understand how that works because I know for a fact that lettuce is not more expensive than meat. Yeah, that did not cost more than the cow. No, so I always wonder how they're able to get away with that (laughs) because I feel like there's no way that salad is more expensive than meat. I don't know. I think it's cultural and it has a lot to do with, you know, what we, what society is, what's what's popular, what's considered popular and... Eating clean is really popular right now. Yeah, it is. So it's expensive. It's a lot harder to do. How do you it is really hard. Do you meal prep? Yes, yeah. I meal prep. Um, I find that hard. Ultimately, Sundays is um, my day to make my meats. Yeah. And then I make my veggies accordingly. So I do mm-hmm. eat fast food Fresh. occasionally, but it's like once a, week, once a week, maybe once every two weeks. Yeah. And so outside of that, I'm meal prepping. And it's either chicken, fish, steak. I like roast, but not so mm-hmm. much when I'm fighting. Okay. I like brisket Osco. Oh, me too. Damn. And <laughs> I also like elk. I really elk? like yes, elk. Wow. Elk is delicious. It does it taste like it does it taste gamey? It's um it's a little more gamey than steak, but it's primo. Really? Yes. What is it what is good? It's about really, it? it's really lean. tender. Yes, it's, it's really right? lean, it's yeah. tender, it's high in protein. I wanna go Where elk. do you get that? I'm I'm about to learn you. Don't worry. Oh, oh, thank you for that. So glad we brought you here. I'm about to. Uh, this is I, this is our why. <laughs> ultimately, I would like to go elk hunting, but right now I just go to this local um, butcher shop. It's called Hottinger's. It's in Chino Hills. Yeah. It's right down the street. Off I've of been Central. there. Yes, they have elk. They have the best sandwiches. They also are deli, by the way. Um, it, it's fantastic. Yes. Yeah, actually, that's funny because I did see like they have like a refrigerator section and they've got tons of different like random meat that I didn't know you could buy. Right. They have have, like elk patties, they have elk steaks, things like that. Have you ever made it yourself? Have you ever bought it and made it yourself? With elk? Yeah. Yeah, several times. Yeah. I I, I didn't um, even know that they were a deli. I just would go there for the meat. Right. And then go home and grill it. Wow. Yeah. I went there for lunch one time. Shout out to Hottinger's. Was it Hottinger's? Yes, it's a butcher shop. Yeah, in Chino Hills, California. If they listen, <laughs> of course they do. They deserve it. Everybody it's fantastic. You should support your local businesses. You I'm really big, should. I'm a big believer in that. So please support your local businesses the way For we sure. do. <laughs> Chelsea even supports black businesses. Remember? When I we do were, support <laughs> black businesses. I don't know which ones are black. That's why I support all of them. I don't ideas that we had and one of them was support a black business yeah and i said Chelsea, this is what we're gonna do this month number one support a black business show me where they are just show me where they are you tell I'll me which ones are specific i'll go there i'll support <laughs> anything uh well within reason it depends i have my limits uh, <laughs> but uh black businesses for sure asian businesses white businesses all race businesses i'm all down um and especially if you serve food I'm really down for that, actually. <laughs> God, I love food. <laughs> Did you just realize how that sounded? How unhealthy that yeah, sounded? Yeah, like, well, I have, like, a, a fighter who eats clean, who's, like, meal prepping across from me over here, and I'm like, God, I not a cheeseburger. No judgment. And then I want a milkshake all at the same time. Oh, wow. <laughs> so tell us about um, what like a, a typical average day is for you in inside and outside of the ring. What is it? No, what, you wake up in the morning and... I wake up in the morning. Um, I'll go for... I'll get, I'll go get acupuncture. Uh, I'll go get acupuncture twice a week. So... Some mornings I wake up, go to acupuncture, then I go train. After I go train, I typically go to work. I'll have anywhere from one to two clients before I actually start my job. I work at UFC Gym Ontario. If you want to get your striking right, come on down. There you go. You heard it here. Who do um, they ask for when they get there? Ask for Rick James. <laughs> Rick James. But ultimately, then I have two clients. Then I'll teach anywhere from one to four classes. 
Then I'll finish up with the classes. Probably train another client at about 9 o'clock. Go to the gym again and then go home. The, the second time I'm at the gym, that's for me. Oh, oh. It's not gosh, a, that's a lot of gym. Yeah, I'm tired is. already. He lives in the gym. You know, I wear a Fitbit, and today, I think I got... God, I'm at... Like 3,000. It's not good. 3,000? <laughs> I thought she was going to say some massive number. <laughs> no, it's not good. And so listening to your day depresses me a little bit, but I'm proud of you. you um, Have you ever considered wearing a Fitbit to see how many steps you take in a day? I like. I'll, I'll tell you, I don't even understand how... Like, what's good for the Fitbit? Because I've never had one. It just tracks your how many steps you take in a day so that you can be like me and feel bad at the end of the day for not walking enough so that tomorrow I'm encouraged to walk more. Oh, how that, many, is that and how so as a behavior analyst, it, I think, this is great. It penalizes you and punishes well, you for yeah, not doing enough. You know that works. And so uh, I look at my graphs. I get, like, it's on my phone, and I can see how much I walk and my increase and yeah. how well I'm doing each day. And it, it is actually reinforcing. Some days more than others, but I like it. Like 3,000 is Today was a bad day, but, like, on Sunday I got, like, 17,000. Wow. That's because I walked around Disneyland. I, I deserve those steps. No, for sure. Uh, that is a hike. But yeah. my mom has a Fitbit, and she's um I I don't really understand it either. But she has one, and um there's like an app that she has, and mm-hmm. so she's able to compete. So she has a bunch of friends that they compete for steps. So her goal, I think, is something completely obscene. Last time I talked to her, I think it was like twenty thousand steps a day. Yeah, because as you get better. Your goal increases. Right. And I just think that that's absolutely insane. And and it's not insane because it's 20,000. It's insane because if she has 19,500, she will do laps around the should. living room. She'll go walk to the stops. I mean, like, she has to right? that goal. And it's kind of cool to, you know, a little bit of friendly competition to really get you out there and be encouraged to Look, to you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. And it's better than sitting on the couch. Right. Okay, that's my theory. That's why I wear my Fitbit. Right. <laughs> For your 3,000 3, hey. steps. <laughs> Today was a bad day. Tomorrow will be better. That's what I tell myself every day. You do too, everyone out there. Ultimately, I, I understand the whole concept behind Fitbits. You have to start somewhere because anything in life is a progression. Thank you. However. Great. There's always a However. Mm-hmm. Just come to USC Gym Ontario, take a class, and we'll make up for all those steps in the Fitbit. That's true. Are you Bring your Fitbit. Me? Are you going to teach me some moves? Ultimately, I'm working on a program okay. and a workshop, but that's in the developmental processes right now, but it's coming soon. Awesome. Awesome. I look forward to it. Will you come back on and explain to us? Absolutely. Fantastic. I know we have listeners out there that would probably love to enjoy hearing um, some strategies like that that would help protect them ultimately the um you hearing it isn't going to be as beneficial but the workshops is where they can find it though exactly is what's going to be key right so i think it would be really great once that's all fixed all day and put together that's good it sounds like you have a lot of things kind of that you're working on simultaneously what are your what are your goals like what are your top three what's your long-term goal your short-term goals um ultimately me (sighs) Short-term goal, I would like to be in the UFC by the end of the year. If not the UFC, Bellator. UFC is like um, the NFL of MMA. Cool. So, yeah, I would like to be there. And doing well is the long-term goal. After that, I would like to transition over into still coaching. I would like to get my black belt and eventually get to a point where my money is making money for me. Mm. Because... Ain't that the truth? Nobody wants to be an employee for the rest of their life. And I can't fight for the rest of my life. So when that's over, I still want to be able to pursue my passions and make money. Right. Yeah, that's good. I think that's what we all want to be able to do. All day, every day. You're so headshells. You're so down. You're welcome. Mm. Because a lot of times, most people are living their fears. They're not living their dreams. Mm. That's true. That is very true. Actually. That's very true. Not anybody here, because we're all living our dreams. <laughs> I don't know what that feels like, but it's very true. It's very true. Good. That's really good. So yeah. what do you have? Um, you have the fight coming up. Yes. Where are you fighting? 
March 19th in Orville, I believe it's a suburb of Sacramento at King of the Cage. Wow, cool. Yeah, and what is that? King of the Cage is that, what is that? Is that a brand? King of the Cage is a regional promotion. They have one, basically it's it's like a franchise, kind of like McDonald's, and they have different people that they franchise it out to, Mm. and it's a regional promotion, and there's a handful of regional promotions, but... There's only two major promotions, and UFC is like one, and Bellator is two. But the drop-off is considerable from the standpoint of notoriety. And then you have the regional shows. Ultimately, there's good things about Bellator, and there's good things about the UFC, but most people don't recognize Bellator like that because of marketing and whatnot. I'm not in, I don't get into all that because that's not my lane. I'm just a fighter. Yeah. Right. Wow. Amazing. Well, I super appreciate you coming on the show tonight. Um, and one thing I want to say is, if you want to find Rick James, he is on. You're on Instagram and Twitter. Yes. Correct. Cool. And Instagram, it is. It's Rick James, correct? Yes. I T Z. Rick James. That's at Instagram. Um, and and then Twitter. At, and Twitter. It's the same one. Same one. Oh, perfect. Don't even confuse anyone. Way to brand nope. yourself. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's what it's all about. Rick James. Both on Instagram and Twitter. Um, well, thank you for coming on the show and explaining like what you do and yeah. living in your purpose. And I had a question. Uh, who, who are you outside of the ring, outside of fighting? What do you do? What are your hobbies? Um, outside of the ring, my hobbies are... I like cooking. I like TV shows, but I'm not a big TV show watcher. So, like what TV shows? Like I'll watch. Right I'll watch like Hulu, and then so therefore I don't have to watch all those commercials. Mm. Yeah. I like Scandal. I like How to Get Away with Murder. Oh yes. yeah, Shonda. I love it. Shonda Rhimes. Let's yes. talk about Shonda on every episode. Yeah, we'll just <laughs> add her. I like until she knows us. <laughs> Find a way to hashtag her. I like um, The Walking Dead. I like Sons of Anarchy. I like mm-hmm. Power. And I believe that's it right now. Huh. Those are intense. They're yeah. all intense shows. Oh, yes. Orange is the New Black and House of Cards. Orange oh, is the New yeah. Black is. New Black. Yes. So good. Wow. I didn't yeah. think oh, I'd be able to get and into another yeah, one, yeah, another one that a lot of people sleep on, because I like werewolves and vampires and whatnot. Uh-huh. Hemlock Grove. Oh, I'm not I've even heard of that. I've never heard of it. It's, on, it? it's on Netflix. Netflix? Is yeah. it Netflix original? Yeah, I'm looking for yeah, a new Netflix show original. to watch. So. Are you? Yeah, I am. I just another, finished. Another Netflix one you can watch is on um, Being Human. Being Human? Yeah, it's about a ghost, a werewolf, and a vampire. Oh, okay. I will. I'll check it out. Honestly, I'm mystical. really looking for new stuff. I like... I need um, something. I started watching Vampire Diaries because I didn't get into oh. like the vampire the hype when... Um, Right. Twilight. Twilight came out and New Moon and all that. I just, I didn't jump on the bandwagon, but I did watch uh, Vampire Diaries and I was highly obsessed for several seasons, maybe five seasons. Um, extremely obsessed. Great story. I loved it a lot. And then I tried to watch the Twilight movies and I just, I couldn't. Not enough for you? No. I get not it. Not enough for me. Not enough excitement. I get it. Uh, not enough excitement for me, but that, I don't even know if, I think, I don't even know if it still comes on anymore. Uh, what? The Vampire Diaries. Oh, I was gonna say. Have um, you ever seen it? No, uh, no. Have you seen it? I don't watch Vampire Diaries. My little sister's watching them. Oh, it's so good. It's mm. so good. Wow. I don't know how you don't watch it. Well, I'm gonna have to check out both these shows because I need something. Yeah, I heard um. So bored. <laughs> like late at night while I'm laying in bed trying to fall asleep, I want to watch something. Right. Right. I need it. <laughs> I also need heard um. Else. Cartel Land is good and Narcos. Is really good and making a murderer. I haven't oh, watched it yet. I heard that's I watched really good, one episode of making a what murderer. What is it like? What did you think? Uh, it was like watching a long episode of Dateline and then feeling like, yeah, you're right, that guy is free, he doesn't deserve to be in jail. And then realizing, like, dang, there's 22 more episodes of this, like, he already got me. I get it, he is innocent. <laughs> now you gotta watch 22 more episodes and you won me over already it's so, the same person every to, time yeah honest to god I gave up already after, one after the first episode I already felt like you're right he's innocent this is ludicrous Wait I don't need the other ones that's why you don't watch any TV shows because you get bored too fast I know. you don't give it a chance that's why I'm looking for other stuff 
Have you ever watched Grey's Anatomy? I love uh, it. I am Shonda. a Die Hard fan. I do. I hashtag Shonda. <laughs> yeah, I love Grey's Anatomy. I watch it religiously. Um, I know every episode. I've seen every episode. Yeah. I adore it. That's I'm good. trying to um, catch Grace. up, but I fell off. No, I, don't. Jump I back fell on. off in like I fell off too. season eight. Oh, get back on. It's on Netflix. I know it's on Netflix. I saw it on Netflix and I wanted to catch up to the latest season. Yeah. But I fell off. Oh, it's okay. You get back on yeah. anytime. Shana doesn't judge you. There was an episode where um, two really important people died on the finale. I think I watched half of the A next. lot of people die, so you're going to need to be oh, more God. specific. This, yeah. was, and this was probably eight years ago. Okay. That was a long time ago. Probably, oh literally, okay. more than five years ago when I stopped watching Grey's Anatomy. I was super into it. And then you know when you get really, really into something and um, there's a drastic change in the plot yeah. of the show. Like when they start changing characters. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't like that. Characters die, new characters come, and I, I can't follow. You fall in love with the character, they kill your character off. I know. And then it's just not the same. I totally it's like a get bad it. breakup. And recently I went through that with like the newer like season, like given the previous season that happened. Yeah. And it's like you gotta really this new transition, it's hard because you fall in love with characters and then when they're ripped out of the show and you're yeah. just like, darn it. And it's a different show. It's it hard. changes the entire, when a character dies or is written out of the show for whatever reason, it, it changes the entire course. Of the show, you yeah. know, it usually goes in a different direction. The feel is different. It's, you know what? It's different. You know what? I trust Shonda. I get where she's going. Okay, I, I'm not mad at you her. Know what I like. I that. get it. You're right. I'm trusting her. I'm standing with her in her purpose. Who might Well, she creates the show. Her direction. Yeah, her exactly. It's fantastic. I trust her. Meredith's still alive on Grey's Anatomy. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Is she the only it. one standing? Uh, no, there's like a the lot. Like the original cast. Uh, no, there's. I didn't like how they um, killed off the. Um, one more. The one, the one black doctor that got shot. I didn't like that. Oh. Even though he was an asshole, but. Yeah, but then yeah. he came off for something yeah, about Bert. being gay. Yeah, he like outside of the show, um, he was like being mean to gay people. Yeah, yeah I heard he called um, George a fag or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and the writer uh, minus was like, you can't excuse do my. That. It's mean. Terminology. Right. Thank you for we that. We were, we're, we were quoting. We're right. Politically correct here. PC all day. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. say that in. We use that he, very loosely. Yeah. So Shonda was like, "You got to go. You can't. You can't be saying that." Right. Like um, Columbus Short. He um, was abused his wife. He had a real life scandal and he got eliminated from scandal. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Yes. Harrison. That's right. Yeah. He was t- he was killed. I was off the show. Right, he got killed off the show for domestic like violence charges. Very very abrupt. Yeah. You know what? And I was worried about that. That's good. But See, Shonda, yeah, trust her. She knows what she's doing. Yeah. I mean, she'll write you out of there. It's like I was never there to be honest. I don't even remember him. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was. I, I really liked him. I mean, he was yeah, the, but the show's ultimate gladiator. But, yeah, the show went on. You know who I like um, in Grey's Anatomy? Who? I thought she was sexy, Callie. She had a certain sex appeal to Callie. her. Callie, she's still on the show. She's still alive. I didn't make it that far. Well, get back. Jump back on. You yeah. too. Before she's gone. Yeah, look, <laughs> she gets killed off. Little Bear was sexy at times, too, but she had low self-esteem. Oh. Yes. Yes, which is not attractive. But Callie, she is so cute. She lives in her purpose, I feel like. She just embraces herself. I love right. it. You need to watch the show. You would be able to feed yeah, it. I have, no, I have no commentary. It's me and Rick James right over now. here. I'm and you're just sitting there. <laughs> yeah, like my uh, my show watching is um very eclectic. When you look at me, you wouldn't imagine that I watch. Um, I wouldn't. You're grazing out and me off. Right. I also like Once Upon Why? a Time. I love Once Upon a Time. Yes. It wasn't written by Shonda Rhimes. I'll forgive them for that. But I love <laughs> Once Upon a Time. I mean, one time I took a flight last summer, um, and my steward, steward, my stewardess, um, man, looked identical to Captain Hook. All oh, I wanted to do was man. like he was talking, walk up and down the aisle, would ask us if we wanted soda, if we needed anything, and I literally was, I felt like. How do you feel about Storybrooke? Are you okay? Like, I mean, that's how much he looked like him. I related to him. I felt safe like our plane wasn't going to crash because he was on it. You should have done a social it, experiment and asked. You yeah. Should asked. I should have actually told him. I, I just, he probably thought I was weird for staring at him the whole time because I was like, oh my God, it's Captain 
Captain Hook. It's Captain Hook. Like the whole time he walked by me, but I didn't. Side note. Anyway. Um, yeah. Well, now that we're all caught up. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That was good. That was good. I really, I really like that. You know, like Chelsea said, we really enjoy you coming out and hanging out with us and talking to us a little bit more about what you do and we'll be looking forward to um you showing Chelsea all the moves. Yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna become a fighter. No I'm not. I'm actually just I'll just come to your show. Right. <laughs> I mean not your show. I mean I'll come to your fight and I'll just cheer for you. Because she doesn't want to get hit in the face. I can't. I'm trying to become more awesome. Um so don't forget to catch Rick James at both Instagram and Twitter at it's with a Z Rick James. Um, thank you for coming yeah, all the way so out much. here to thank our studio. <laughs> yeah, it was great. That was fun. Um, if you have any questions for Rick James, please feel free to email us at coffeeandcosmos at gmail.com um, or leave us comments on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, wherever you hang out. Um, Messenger pigeon. What's that? It's a pigeon where you attach a note and then it flies it to whoever you want. You know, they used to do it back in the day. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, that's another one. Game of Thrones. I like that one Thank too. Thank you. It was Oh, they do that. Okay. They well, didn't do that on Game of Thrones. Telegram, yeah, whatever way see? you you find. Oh, watch TV. I should. I don't I don't watch TV. Anyway, use I'm going to start any form of media to get to us. I'm going to watch what Rick James watches. There you go. Um, yeah. Hit us up and let us know if you have questions uh, or anything you'd like us to share. And um, you'd be happy to answer them, right? Absolutely. Yay. All right. Cool. All right. Um, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed our time. Yeah. Talk to you later. Bye, everyone. Bye.